Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Then journey on over to talktoq.com. 
And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 446 starts now. And tonight this show takes a look at um takes a look at how some people we live with in society are as lazy as lazy can get. You know, the type of person who can fall into a fireplace and be too lazy to get out. I mean, what causes that? Why do people think that they're entitled to sucking up oxygen and that's it? I mean, are the parents at fault? Well, short answer, yes. What role does society play and how do we fix it? All right. That's what we're going to discuss tonight on the Talk to Q Radio Show brought to you by Buku Now. Looking to build your business? Ready to connect with customers looking for your service? You need Buku Now. At Buku Now, we have the customers. Customers who are using our popular mobile app to find you. They're looking for on-demand services, and they need them now. They're asking for all kinds of services. Services like handyman, heating and cooling, pet sitting, pet grooming, taxi, limo rides, towing, lawn mowing, and landscaping. The list goes on and on, and so can your earnings. Register your service with Buku Now. It's easy and affordable. Go to BukuNow.com. With Buku Now, you can advertise your services for less. Be on demand or have a local listing. It's low-cost mobile advertising at its best. If you're a painter, a roofer, a maid, a handyman, or plumber, if you remove snow, clean carpets, or walk the dog, go to BukuNow.com now. That's B-U-K-U-Now.com. Register your service today. Our mobile app customers are searching for your service right now. BukuNow.com. My thanks to Buku Now, the official sponsor of the Talk to Q Radio Show. Let me go to the phone lines. I have a couple of show legends who have dialed in. To the 850, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. Let me welcome on Buck. Buck, what's going on? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. How's it going down there in Pecola? <laughs> Cold like everywhere else. You know, tonight, oh, getting around around freezing. Had a sub freezing week at night, but we'll be hopefully warming up by the weekend. But you know, it's cold all over tonight. So see, it's not supposed to be cold in Florida. That's not on the brochure. All right, well, let me it's cold. <laughs> let me go to the seven three two area code where it definitely is cold. The Garden State of New Jersey, and bring on Amanda. Amanda, what's happening? Thank you. How's it going? Hey, Buck, how's everything well. going with you guys? Good. Hey, Amanda. How are things up there? What's the temp? Uh, it's about 17 degrees right now. Oh, no. Yeah, I can't deal with that. It's 31 oh. degrees here, and I'm already about to have to sign up for counseling. So uh, <laughs> no way I can deal with weather oh, and the teens. All right, but we will go ahead and get started. I'm pretty sure some others will call in. 347 Two zero two zero two one five is the number to join the Talk to Q Radio Show tonight. Brought to you by Buku Now. All right, now I was saying in the introduction, you know how you have some people who are just flat out lazy. All they do is suck up oxygen. All right, from people who work, and um, you know I have a problem with that. Okay, I cannot stand lazy people. It's one thing to work hard and maybe have a lazy weekend, but when you don't work hard and every day is a lazy weekend, that's a problem for me. And, Amanda, I'll start with you first. I mean, do you know or have you ever known someone that was so lazy that it was sickening? 
Yeah, I've I've encountered a few people like that where, I mean, they they won't help themselves, but they expect you to, you know, you to bend over backwards, you know, and it's just it's just sad. It makes you wonder how people got like that. I mean, yeah, I agree. It's a shame. It makes you wonder how a person can get to that point to where they don't even help themselves. And Buck, what about you? You know, some folks like that. No, definitely. I mean. You see it all the time. You see assholes standing on the side of the road, you know, talking about, you know, they'll work food, but then you stop and try to get get them to do some work, and then they say, I just want money. So they, all they want is a damn drink, you know, and it's, it's just bullshit. And it, it is a shame. Um, it, it's like you have some people, and it's almost like a, I guess, Amanda, it's almost like a sense of entitlement when you think, yeah, I think so, and I think a lot of times it may come from um, maybe a, a mother or a, I doubt it was a father. Well, I guess it could be, especially in the case of a of a daughter, but a lot of times maybe if if you're dealing with a, a lazy man, I think that his mother or grandmother or older sisters may have spoiled him to the point where he just expects people to do things for him where he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to make his bed. He doesn't even have to fix his plate. Uh He doesn't have to pick his toys up. You know, it's like you see people like that where literally somebody is catering to their every every move. It's a wonder they learn how to wipe their ass, you know, because it's probably somebody that for a long time was doing that for him too, so. Well, I mean, so what percentage of fault lies with the parents when it comes to a person being lazy, in your opinion? Mm, I would say, especially in the early days, um, wow, I'd say a good maybe 75 to 80%. And the reason I say that is because in most cases, when you're dealing with a stable household, not a child who's in foster care, who's lived with, you know, 50 different families, but we're talking about, a typical situation. No, there's there's not too many. The, the parents are the people who lay down the law, even before that child goes to school. And so, if you're not requiring the child to do something, then how can you expect for them to require themselves? I mean, you have those cases where that's just something in them that says, you know, even though everybody else around me is doing nothing, I'm going to do something special. But mm-hmm. in majority of cases, if you're allowed to just, you know, squeak squeak by and fly under the radar, then that's what you'll do. So I think the parents are at fault, especially when we're talking about someone who's, you know, been lazy forever, you know, since childhood. Okay. All right. But what are you saying, man? What percentage of the of fault lies with the parents? I would say, you know, like, you know, 85, 90% because, I mean, we have to get to them at an early age and teach, teach them things so, therefore, they know what they're supposed to be doing. You got them, you know, they got to do chores. They have to, you know, take out the garbage, um, you know, cut the grass and do those types of things. So, therefore, they, you know, they earn, you know, earn things. You know, I've never been one a parent to give money to kids for making good grades. That's something you're supposed to be doing anyway. But you know, mm-hmm. if you do, you know, if you do things around the house, you know, to to help out. And you know, I I told all three of the boys, the quicker you do what I ask you to do, the quicker you get to do what you want to do. 
if you don't, and I'm not asking you two or three times. If I got to ask you more than once, then I'm going to do it. And then when you want to go do something, you know, hey, can I borrow the car? Hell no. Why not? You didn't cut the grass when I asked you to. Why well, cut it right before you got home? But I said, when did I ask you to cut it? Three days ago. Okay, then. If it wasn't done three days ago, that fucked up your chance of using the car. Right. It's just that simple. When You know, so you do it when I ask you, and I'll ask you one time, and then that's it. And get get the job done, so that way you get to, you know get to enjoy your time, and that's the way that works. That, you got to okay. teach these kids, and that that falls that falls on the parents. All right, so you said since like eighty five ninety percent falls with the parents, Buck. I mean, what role do you think society plays in people being lazy? Well, you got to look at you look you got to look at the times now. Things have changed. I mean, technology has made things easier. So that, you know, it puts things right there at your fingertips. So it really makes society, you know, it plays a, a huge role in it also. Um, simply because, I mean, everything's too easy to get. You know, back in the day, you know, we had time, you know, you had time to interact with people and do do different things. You were outside playing basketball, you know, outside playing football. It didn't matter whether it was 100 degrees outside or 215 degrees outside or it could be. 28 degrees outside, you're out there playing. Um, that a lot of times when barely, you know, not, you know, short sleeves, short pants, and still out there getting down, you know, um, regardless of what the weather circumstances were. But today's kids, you never see them outside harder. You don't see them out, you know, every once in a while you might pass a park or something and see some kids doing a little pickup basketball game, but don't let it be in the middle of summertime in, in August, temperatures, you know, them heat indices, intensities get up there above 100 degrees, you, them jokers inside, and they either Facebooking or, or playing video games, playing, you know, playing all these damn military war games and crap, and they, they're they not getting, you know, that's why some of, the, some of the football players and basketball players you see coming out of these high schools, they're not ready for college ball because, you know, they, they their bodies are not equipped to do so. And shoot, you could get a person out of the band and throw a damn set of damn football stuff on them, and them juggers be able to play. You can't do that shit anymore now. I mean, them kids, them kids, weak as water. You know, okay. it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. You get out there and you know, see these look, you see these kids out here playing basketball, and these juggers hitting the rim, dang, ain't hitting the rim, and you can out there, you forty four, forty five, and just shooting around, and you hitting hitting them but net all the time. Is weak. They got. They lazy. All right. Let me go to the six hundred one area code, Jackson, Mississippi, and welcome on, Miss Boom Boom. Miss Boom Boom, how are you? Sorry, I had to get myself off of mute. It's a little slow. Boom Boom, pow pow. I'm good to hear you now. Glad to have you on, Miss Boom Boom. All right. So to follow up on what Buck was talking about, as far as the role society plays in it. You know, he mentioned the video games and Facebook and all that stuff. But is that society's fault that kids stay inside more now? Or is that the fault of the parents because we're too, I guess, cautious with our kids? We think that if they go outside, they're going to have a heat stroke or someone's going to snatch them up or something of that nature. It's both. I mean, really, just because everybody else in the Joneses are doing it, don't mean we have to do it that way, huh? I mean, you can stick to your gun like that gentleman was saying right there, you know. And I'm the opposite. You being nice, brother. 
but I admire what you're saying. I get your point. Uh, if a child is told to do something, uh, it's not where you go and call, go outside and watch the car. Or I, maybe that's what he meant. But I'm like, if somebody told you to do something, it, 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 the consequences and repercussions back when we were uh, growing up is, uh, <clears throat> uh, did you not hear me the first time? You know, we speak in English here. You know, it's like we're not bilingual in this family. Uh, quite frankly, you know, you say it one time, and it, my mom had to say it again. <laughs> She's gonna be saying it by wearing back and going forward, and I'm not talking about with her lips. So, um, <laughs> my thing is, you know, house rules were for everybody. There was no favor. It might have seemed like it, but quite frankly, anybody was subject to a butt whooping at any point in time of the day. Uh-huh. You know? I mean, you know, a butt whooping was non-discriminatory, you know. Nobody excluded. You know, everybody in the house, except the ones who were paying the bills, taking care of you, doing that. You uh-huh. know? And, and like, um, as far as video games and stuff like that, we had a chance to do stuff like that, but you know what we played with mostly? Uh, yeah, we went outside a lot and stuff like that. We needed to. Matter of fact, they made us get outside. And, and then before dark, if we were there all summer, like, you better be being in before dark. You don't go to nobody else's house, not even next door, without asking permission. You don't go inside and get even a piece of fruit when you come back inside, and you better wash your hands. Now, so she sees something on that white refrigerator, other than white. What color is white refrigerator supposed to be? It's supposed to be white. Who ever touched my refrigerator? Uh-oh. And then somebody said, not me, not me. You see, well, it looked like a little bit of hand. There, get a hand. You know, it's like they knew you. You know, so you definitely think the parents are the are the reason that we have lazy kids and not doing their job. That's that's the main that's the main reason because you can't cater to a child's want all the time. Yeah, they have some of the things they want sometimes, you know, as you can afford, and then make them realize the responsibility of what it takes to get what you have. You know, make okay. them grow. Let them see that all these nice things that you have. Or because somebody is sacrificing because they love you. Now right. you gonna give me love right back, <laughs> and, and whether you like it or not, that's the way it is. Until you get up and get grown, get gone, get on your own, and get your own phone and get your own home, and that's that's the way it was, you know. Okay. It's hard. That's how. That's how, That's why I believe it is. You know, kids don't know about core values and what's important. And like that man said, I'm gonna make you see that when I was telling you. You know, you didn't take the time out to do what I said? Okay, fine. Then I'm not going to take the time out to do what you asked. Exactly. Amen. All right. All right. <laughs> Let me go to the 732 once again to the Garden State of New Jersey and welcome on Ray. Ray, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Q? How are you doing tonight? Doing well, man. How are you? Boom, boom. Honey, dear. How y'all doing tonight? I'm sorry, you, what'd you say? I'm saying, how's everybody tonight? Oh, you're talking to everybody else. Oh, okay. Everybody yeah. say hello to Ray. All right. Uh, Ray, I mean, let me ask you this, man. Now, let's let's switch the gears to adults. Because um, we're, we're, we're talking on the kid angle, but as far as adults go, uh, what's the best way to force a lazy person to put forth an effort to do things? I mean, an adult. 
Well, I think, first of all, you got to, to cut out a lot of things that enable people to be lazy. You know, I've seen situations where there's four or five adults in the house and ain't nobody going to work. You know, and I think that, you know, pro, certain programs are set up to help people, but they also handicap people at the same time. You know, I mean, it should be a situation where they set things up to where, whether it's housing, whether it's welfare, whether it's any of that, if you're an able-bodied person, you shouldn't be on that shit for no longer than a year and some change maybe or something like that, making it a lifestyle and you passing shit down from family member to family member and stuff like that, it shouldn't be. And because when we talk about lazy kids, a lot of it is the parent, and it's the parent in the sense of if they ain't shit, they kid ain't going to be shit. And I always... You know, me and my brother, we talked about this uh, last week. You know, the reason why we get up and go to work the way we do is because my dad went with a bad back, went with sore knees. You know, he had to sleep on his knees because his back hurt so bad, but he got up and he went to work. See, if your kids do not get up going to work, how you going to get up and go to work? You know, certain work is not a is not a priority. You see a lot of people now, any little thing wrong, they ready to stop working. A little snow yeah. on the ground, or you got coming in, or you know, a little uh, odor in the building. Oh well, the law say we got to evacuate. We we got to evacuate. It's getting caught in my throat, and I can't go inside. Okay, well if you let them go inside, now we can. Human resources, you know, make all kinds of trouble and this and that. And it just becomes an abuse abuse of the system. And when kids see you doing that, faking injuries to get money and stuff like that, they think the way of the world is not to work, it's to get over and be lazy. And it's the parents' fault. See, when, the, when uh, once everybody over 60 had they run, you started seeing that type of shit. People over 60 really, you know, it's been hustlers for years, but now yeah. it's just a whole other level. Everybody's trying to get over. And yeah. that's what your situation is. Okay. Okay. Amanda, can you correct an adult's laziness, or is it too late after a certain age? Um, I think it can always be corrected, but it takes... Um, it takes, uh, I would say, extraordinary circumstances. Like, if um, if if an adult is lazy, let's say I'm lazy, and my husband feels like I'm lazy, um, then what he would have to do is he would have to discuss it with me and say, this is what I feel like is a problem. If him talking to me and just expressing himself isn't working, then maybe there would be something where, okay, almost like, you know, a, a barter system, like, you know, if you do this, then I'll do this. And it's bad that it has to come to that with an adult, but sometimes it does, or just like on the job. You know, it's people that won't do anything 
above and beyond what their job description is or above and beyond what they feel like they should have to do in the course of a day. And a lot of times those people will be mad because they don't get offered overtime or they don't get, you know, they don't get promoted or they get fired or they yeah. get the first ones cut when, you know, there have to be some layoffs. So it's bad when it has to come to that, but when you don't take responsibility and actually step up, then there will be consequences if, you know, if you have a situation where, you know, somebody has some type of leverage over you. Now, if you're, you know, if you hit the lottery and, you know, it doesn't matter, then it, nothing anybody does will matter because you'll feel like you don't need them. I don't care uh-huh. if my husband or my wife is upset. I can go, you know, I can go get me an, another one. Or I don't You're care right. if my I boss doesn't like me. I'm about to, yeah, I'm about to quit this job anyway. So it just all depends on the circumstances. But with everyday people, I would think that there's there's always hope if, if you know, there's that, that leverage. Okay. Well, but what about a situation where you may not have as much leverage, like in a relationship or something? I mean, you know, you have a coworker who's just not pulling his fair share and is making you do double the work. Well, I mean, bottom line is, I mean, if not if the coworker not do, doing the fair share, do you got to say something about it? Because I mean, everybody's supposed to be doing, you know, equal work in that in that particular instance. So. If that's the case, then you need somebody in in higher authority needs to know. Don't just sit there and just keep taking it. All right. I think that's a very good answer, definitely the politically correct answer, because, uh, you know, a lot of folks believe in going upside their co-workers' head. (laughs) So so I I feel you on that. You're being super nice on that one. That's that's appreciated. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. As I hear from one of my other sponsors, pqqactive.com. Every human cell contains tiny organelles called mitochondria. However, mitochondria are especially vulnerable to damage by oxidative stress resulting in aging and age-related diseases. It's now being proven that the number of mitochondria in your body determine human longevity. What if we could bottle a nutrient proven to trigger the number and health of mitochondria in your body to halt and reverse cellular aging? New science tells us how. Go to pqqactive.com to learn more. Thanks to pqqactive.com for being one of the sponsors of the Talk to Q radio show tonight. And on Facebook, Pamela Clark chimed in and she said, The way that we're raised as kids, there's no discipline, and their parents probably were lazy, so the next generation will be lazy as well. Okay, and, yeah, that's kind of like what Ray was saying. Your parents, if your kids don't see you getting up and going to work, they're not going to get up and go to work. And I can feel him on that because my parents uh, both worked very hard. My father got up every morning pretty much around 530, and um, he went to work. And he, I don't remember him ever missing a day aside from when he had an accident on his motorcycle and broke his leg. And uh, one day he had a really bad, well, one week he had a really bad um, cold, like a flu or something, and he missed a couple of days. But aside from that, I think like 30-something years, I don't know if he missed any other days or not. And my mom always went to work. My father used to joke with her all the time whenever we were driving down the highway and we were past her job. He would lock the doors, and he would always lock the doors because he would say he was afraid that she was going to jump out the car and try to go to work. I mean, that's just how much, you know, she enjoyed working and how much they really took it seriously. 
So, um, yeah, that it definitely puts a work ethic in someone to see their parents do it. So that's very important. But, uh, Miss Boom Boom, can a lazy person ever be successful? I mean, do you can you give me an example of a lazy person who's rich? Or someone who may appear lazy, rather? Anytime somebody's got a lot of money, and uh, I, I was glad you did, me too. Anytime somebody has a lot of money and a lot of things to offer, a lot of the worldly goods, but yet they're still lazy, they're not doing anything because, one, they're not motivated to do nothing in the first place. And they probably were so privileged all their life, they don't realize how blessed they are. They don't know how to show God how much they have to give to free, to show appreciation. When you give, it makes you feel better because you're making the world a better place. Therefore, you become a better person. You can see all the wonderful things in life you can do. I think John Legend, the guy who wrote uh, All of Me, mm-hmm. he, can't, he couldn't say it any better. He told them when he got some award, I think it was last year, he said, now it's your turn. He was given, he gave monetary and everything, you know, He's one person. He has a lot of worldly goods, but he can't give all away all his blessings if he won't have any. So he's going to take care of himself, his wife, who we sang that song for, and he's going to try to help other people to take care of them. But it's like this. When you give, you're giving and you're showing and you stay in business. That's another thing. About being lazy, your mentality is a slave-like mentality. Grown people. You want to be grown. You want to be, I'm like this. Yeah, if you have a solid example for you all your life, you're going to follow that example too. So my thing is these welfare people, if you're well, if you're well, it ain't fair. I think they need to have work fair. <laughs> I like you that. Get hurt and then the so-and-so is fair. And, and like, if you're well, it ain't want, fair. I like that. Yeah. I don't care if you're black, white, Puerto Rican. I don't give a care what you are. You can pinstripe and polka dot it. I'm like this. For anybody who's got the ability to pick up a fork and spoon or stand up on a corner, hold up a sign that you wrote on, you can you can take them same two hands and them two feet that you use to eat and walk around and go to the refrigerator and and, and use it to walk to the job the uh, the uh, job office and, and fill out an application. You can fill up a sign that say right on a sign that says "Home, we work for food." Then take that same doggone pen, go somewhere and fill out an application. Right. It's not like you can't read and write. You know what the sign says. You know, the philosophy is get up and do something about it. Don't, don't whine and complain about how things are. I used to have okay. people who didn't like coming to, they would complain about the way things are going around, around in the world, and, and they didn't like it. They didn't like the president or whoever it was. There wasn't even Barack Obama at that time. And then I, I got to thinking, I said, hey, do you vote? do it. I said, do you vote? He said, no. I said, well, they'll shut up and quit complaining. I said, because right now, he said, they ain't going to do no good to go do what they want to do. I said, but so-and-so go do what they want to do anyway because your so-and-so ain't doing nothing about it. Yeah, they're going to do what they want to do. You ain't doing what you're supposed to do. Man up. Put your big boy pants on. Go down there and at least register to vote because there's too many people, black history mothers, that have sacrificed their lives just to go and register to vote. They didn't get a chance to vote and got killed doing it. So I'm like this. I don't feel sorry for the so-and-so out there that I'm not trying. Uh-huh. I honor effort. I honor what you are doing, but I ain't trying to soak up and do anything. Uh, it's kind of hard to to get people to get something out of my, hopefully, honestly. It, it's hard to be 
cheered up when you need somebody to cheer you up. Sure. That's why, you know, I I admire cheerleaders, (laughs) you know, because they got to cheer to get you to cheer. Your butt's sitting there on stuff. How do you expect the team to be motivated? You don't look motivated. I wish you'd just go home and watch TV. I don't need you. (laughs) So the same thing about adults, adults, and and that's my last point, let's go with adults that are lazy. Do you want something out of life? Then you got to put something into it. Get your lazy, you know what, up that God gave you. You healthy. Nothing wrong with you. People are walking around with these oxygen tanks. You can't breathe. And it's that chick that got arrested, uh, what, last week or so, had the nerd have an oxygen tank thing around her nose trying to rob somebody. And I said, she can't even go back fast enough to, to run from the cops. How your so-and-so go rob somebody and you can't even get away from the cops? Get your lady butt up and work. And she was young, too. Anyway, uh-huh. that's, that's my and, Ray, I'll I pose the same question to you. Can a lazy person be rich? And if it, does anyone come to mind for you? Oh, uh, yeah, a lazy person can be rich. And, I mean, it just depends on how lucky they are. And, you know, what do you mean? It doesn't have any money count or? Yeah, I mean, can they be successful? In... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's plenty of those. I mean, I don't necessarily want to call, you know, parents helping with somebody lazy because I really don't know them personally. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's one of those things that you really don't have to do anything. you famous for absolutely nothing, but, you know, you're rich. So it's kind of like um, there really is no need to do anything. Of course, you can open up a makeup line that you can do this and that and put your name to it and let everybody around you do all the work. And you can say you have a business, but what's the incentive? You're already rich. And when you're already rich, it just kind of seems like, you know, if you're rich for no reason, okay. it's kind of like you can be lazy and be rich. Right. And I look at um, people, I mean, the first person that comes to mind, again, I don't know her personally, but just from the outside looking in, Paris Hilton. All right. Her dad, her family was rich, and therefore she's a socialite, you know, which is uh, another word for somebody who's rich who doesn't do anything. Um, So that's someone who comes to mind. Of course, Kim Kardashian comes to mind. Her dad was rich, and she... Flipped the sex tape into, you know, um, a multi-million dollar industry. So, uh, yeah, she did something with it, but by the same token, you know, I mean, is a sex tape really earning your money? Well, I don't know. The porn stars, I guess it could be. But um, I don't know if you saw the tape. You wouldn't think she earned her money. But um, so, I mean, those are a couple of examples. And, um, I mean, these people exist. But, Amanda, uh, what about in the workplace? I I mean, we have politics in the workplace, and a lot of times you may see someone who's lazy be rewarded in the workplace. Yeah, that happens um, more often than we like to see, where uh, people are either taking credit for somebody else's work or a lot of times 
a lot of times, unfortunately, in certain companies, there are the people in charge don't know what the hell is going on. And Mm -hmm. they're just looking at, maybe they're just looking at numbers or, you know, they, they don't realize what actually is involved in your job. So maybe the fact that you do your job well, maybe you're a detailed person and you want to, it takes you a little longer because you want to make sure everything done, everything is done correctly and somebody else just rushes through it. Okay, maybe it looks like they did more, but you know, if you're really paying attention, you'll see that they didn't do it as well and somebody else had to clean up their mess. So mm-hmm. a lot of times you have that situation too. So um, it's a lot of people who, like I said, they just want to come to work and they expect for someone to give them something, maybe based on their name, maybe based on who they know or mm-hmm. based on their looks, and they don't want to actually put in the work um, required True. to actually Or how advance. long they've worked there. Right, right, right. You have a lot of people I know plenty of people in a like place that. for a long time, and when change comes, they act like you're, you're sending them back to Africa. You know, that's that's how they <laughs> that's how they act when when something changes at the job. So yeah. Okay. Well, but what's the incentive? Where's the incentive for hardworking people to continue putting forth effort if lazy people are being rewarded for nothing? You know, you really can't, you know, when it comes to that, my reward is to keep doing my job the way it's supposed to because in the end, I'm I'm going to be rewarded. I'm not going to worry about, you know, I worry about the ones that, that are closest to me and making sure they're not lazy. And then, you know, you have to instill in them the things that they need to do to make sure that they're not, you know, they're not lazy, you know. You have to make sure that, you do the right things as far as, you know, making sure that they know how to work and instill the good core values that they need. That's my incentive. So, therefore, I can, you know, as long as I know I do that and as long as I keep doing the things I need to do, then everything else is going to fall into place. Okay. Mm. Ms. Boom Boom, you mentioned welfare earlier. A lot of people equate being on welfare to being lazy. How can we reverse that perception? I mean, it's, it's okay for those who need it. You know, I think they should. You know, there are people in the world that do need it. That's what I believe welfare is, you know. There are people, I, 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 when I was a child, for a very short period of time, my mother, now, I mean, she was disabled to work, and what she could do when she was able to work, she did. And so she got back on her feet. She was off welfare and out there working. And all day she was giving her little social security check until I got old enough to be able to get a job and help out. And, I mean, she started teaching me how to work. We had a little business, I guess you'd call it a snowball truck. I learned how to count money. I was nine years old learning how to count money, learning how to run a little business. You know, it was a learning opportunity. That was the youngest I was when I started working. Now, and kids picked it up and stuff like that. You know what? They ran in that snowball truck and they were buying the stuff. And I t- and they ticked at me about it, talking about my mom. But I told them, you know, my mom was not a lazy person. I was lazy. And I feel like anybody that's got money, I'm sorry, brother, I got to step on your toes a little bit there. You got to write these opinions. Ain't no right or wrong answers, like you said. But anybody that's got some money and they got something, they, they got something to offer in life. If they're lazy, they're lazy because they choose to be lazy. I don't care if you're born into it, I don't care if you're royalty. You can always find something to do. You can always find something to do. You just don't want to do anything, and you're rich. Now, there are people who are poor, and they don't want to do anything. 
I'm like this. You don't care about a roof over your head. You don't care about yourself. You need to love yourself, life, and everything about it. And be grateful to prove God that you, that you appreciate it. Parents, children, and people like that, they spoil breath. For they don't know anything about the, how important it is to work hard for things that you have. Somebody earned that money or even stole it anyway. However they get, became it, somehow they did something to get that money. You see what I'm saying? So you have to, like Billy Frank said, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. If you don't do nothing, you don't go get nothing. And, and I feel like you ain't hardly worth nothing. There's such a thing as a rich bum. You know, there, there, there is such a thing as a rich bum. You determine your whole life. You know what I'm saying? And and quite frankly, then you run out of money. Then you wonder what in the world happened. I, I, I'm like this. Everybody that God gives some strength to, you need to get up and go and do something worthwhile. But otherwise, on that tombstone, that dash in between, don't mean nothing because you, you ain't done nothing. And your life wasn't worth nothing. You were born, you died. That's sad. I, I think, you know, life is too short. We need to do something, you know, worthwhile while we're here, you know. Anyway, all right. Well, Ray, uh, last question on the topic, Ray. Does it frustrate you to see someone lazy living just as good as you, if not better? Uh, yeah. You know, because, you know, the way the laws are set up now is you can have a brand new place get built. They don't care if it's $5,000 a month. You have to build some low-income housing inside them apartments. Now, no matter what, you know whether it's a modified unit or what. Well, three bedrooms, four bedrooms, somebody got four or five kids, doesn't matter. Now, that's not the problem. The problem is you gonna bring that same ghetto mentality to wherever you stay at. It's just like if I got to go to a place in Beverly Hills anywhere and it's fifty grand a month and all you gonna do is charge me ninety five five percent of that. I'm gonna go there and keep my yard clean. I'm not gonna play loud music. I'm gonna act like I got some sense. Uh-huh. That's not the case where where you have folks that just want to take advantage of the system. And it, 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 it's terrible. But then you say that, and people want to say, well, you know, you don't understand this, you don't understand that. And meanwhile, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And to me, if you're a person out here, and you can do something, you should be out here doing it. If you can't do it, then that's one thing. But I think there's just too many people out here just trying to get over. Everybody want to get a good deal. But when you uh-huh. don't want to do nothing and you want a whole lot of something, that's the problem. You know? And that's the problem with the, the youth because they watch these older people. If your mama's a thief, you're going to try to be a thief. Your daddy's a thief. You're going to try to be a thief. Oh, he slipped down the stairs. Oh, man, y'all call the ambulance people. Ain't nothing wrong with them when you get them in the house. So then you're going to let your kids see you 
trying to get over on people like that. See, that's when you grow as a man, when you realize that I, it's bigger than the check that I'm getting. I have to teach these young people something better. And that's not what a lot of adults are doing now, and that's where the problem is. Okay. Well, I know I hate to see it anytime someone is um, sorry and they're getting doing, you know, better, just as good or better than you, you know, especially if it's someone like you work with or something like that. It's frustrating, you know. It's frustrating. I mean, that don't mean that I don't necessarily speak out against it or anything, but to myself I'm thinking that, you know what, it sucks that here it is, I'm working hard, and this person is, you know, has something to show for what they're not doing, you know, and it's it's just very unfortunate. All right, I have one more sponsor, and then we'll get into another topic. Um, As I play a word from Shadow Clans. Charged with conspiracy 
for his rap lyrics. He's actually running the risk of going to jail for his rap lyrics because prosecutors are pointing to specific lyrics that he said that referred to actual crimes committed by a gang in Los Angeles. They say that he can be charged with criminal street gang conspiracy because he profited from the actions of a gang. Now, this guy doesn't have any criminal record. He doesn't have any ties to a gang. He just happened to rap about something that went down, and you know now the cops, now the prosecutors, saying that he, he's profited from gang activities. Um, I'm, I, Amy, I'll start with you, and then I'll go back to Ray on this. I mean, what do you think about this? Is it fair to say this guy profited from gang activities because he rapped about something that happened? Well, no, because that's what rap is all about. I mean, there's not a rapper on the face of the earth that will tell you that none of that that would say none of my songs are about anything I've ever experienced or seen in my lifetime. I just made the, all that shit up. I mean, that's where rap lyrics come from. They come from the streets. They come from what they see. They come from what they experience. They come from what they have done. Um, you know, we got, you were talking about a movie uh, a minute ago, and, you know, we've got Straight out of Compton coming out. And, um, you know, that's that's where, how NWA um, started. They spoke up and they started talking about the shit they were going through and what they were dealing with back in the early 90s. You know, that's what uh, my my favorite rapper of all time, Tupac, you know, that's what he sang about what he lived and what he saw, what he experienced. That's what rap's all about. No, I don't I don't think this guy should be charged with anything cuz then you would have to lock every rapper in the in the United States up. Pretty much. I agree. But, uh, Ray, what's your take on it, man? I mean, this guy said that, um, you know, I'm just painting a picture. I'm not telling anybody to go out and kill anybody. He says he's just talking about things that he knows about, and they're saying that he's basically, from, you know, profiting from gang activity because he's talking about something that really happened. Well, the thing is, is the problem with a lot of these guys is they talk too much. <laughs> and once they, once they start talking and then it catches up, then they're going to turn around and say, well, it was all a joke. Well, it's not a joke because you describe actual events. And when you describe actual events, that's a problem. And I don't know why guys don't understand that. And here's one thing. To, to to rap and come up with a story or something like, you know, like Pac had back in the day, like Brenda's got a baby. You can make records about situations without putting the actual situation together. And, you know, we got a couple of low guys out this way that's in trouble, but you constantly rapping about the whole situation and how it happened and all this and that and the other, okay, that is a crime. You can't do that. You know, just like when 50 made the movie Get Rich or Die Crying, they changed situations up to where you couldn't make it out to be what I did back in 1997. 
you know, they can't go there and say, oh, he robbed and shot the man on 49th Street. Now we got to lock you up for that. Instead of making it a robbery, we'll make it uh, a purse snatching or something like that. And we can't, uh-huh. and everything was changed up. You cannot commit a crime and then brag about it or have knowledge of it and then brag about it and think that it's all right. Yeah, you got to face the music on that. Okay, all right. Ray says that he is liable to a certain extent. And Amanda, what do you think? I agree with Ray. Um, I, I, I hear where Amy's coming from because it is an art, art form and it's a matter of, you know, expressing yourself. But like Ray said, I think that there's a way to actually express your creativity without telling off on yourself and or telling off on what other people did and being specific about a particular illegal activity, you know, if... I robbed Target tonight. Why would I say, you know, why would I rap, rap about February 2015 when I robbed Target in such and such a city? I mean, it's stupid. You know, just just come up with a different way of saying it. You can still talk about things that happened, but you don't have to literally say that you did A, B, C, and D. You know, so mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times it's, you know, it's cool to be creative. It's cool to express yourself and tell your story, but you did something illegal, you have to realize that that can come back and bite you. I don't care who you are, and I don't care what you do. I mean, so even though this guy's telling someone else's story, he's still liable? He's telling somebody, well, it's not his It's not his story to tell. And I, I could understand, well, that's a little more difficult because I guess you could write about something, but, you know, I mean... It's the same thing if if I wrote a book. I mean, if I'm using somebody else's life story, that's why TV shows and movies will say, you know, this is not based on an actual person, you know, any similarities or pure coincidence, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe that did, it was inspired by something, but you can't, I can't go tell your story and make money off of it and not give you anything, whether it's illegal or not. So I still think he's wrong. All right. And uh, let me go to the 678 area code, which I believe is outside of Atlanta, and bring on Other Q. Other Q, what's happening, man? Hey, Cousin Q. This is your Cousin Q. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great, man. How's it going out there? I'm doing good. I normally listen to the show and don't chime in much, but I want to take the opportunity. I want to take the opportunity to point something out that was just said that correlates to your topic. My assessment is that all this knucklehead nonsense began when Reagan came around. And we start saying globalization is more important than local. We started saying things overseas are more important. And this gave birth to what I call the excuse makers, the what-if people. You created a blog talk show. Now, somebody who does not create a show, comes up and critiques your show as if they have already created one before and had one more successful. These are the Uh what-if people. These people gave birth, children, to the I expect people. And the I expect people are worse than the what-if people because they expect things to just go well when they create a show because they saw my cousin Q create one. 
And now we have the sorry, lazy individuals because nobody ever challenged them. We take the the warriors and put them out on the front line to get killed while the excuse makers and the complainers sit at home and talk about what the warriors could have did better. Let me say that again, cousin. We put the warriors out on the front line while the excuse makers and the complainers sit at home and complain about what the warriors could have did better. So soon, very soon, we're not going to have any more protectors for these opinions. If somebody was to take over this country right now on a Hitler, Japanese, Iran, Chinese level, all these people with opinions would get off automatically because most of those countries don't play that. And so what people got to understand is you can't say in the example of the NWA and I'm not knocking nobody, it's just a point I'm making, this could have been done better and that could have done been done better unless you actually do it better to show the person it could have been done better. Or you can't say, as what happened to America, I don't like unions, I don't like this because Cousin Q over there don't look like he's doing work. Okay, well now everything is outsourced and you wish you had a union to protect your job. So crazy stuff like that. It's just my little assessment of it. I mean, I'm going to go back to listening, but I think that's what gave birth to all this laziness, especially when it comes to males, because these excuse makers have made things so easy for these kids now that I don't think they'll be able to survive once their parents die off. But I'm interested to hear what you guys think, and I'll be quiet. Okay, okay. I guess. Uh, well, you kind of threw me for a second. You're, you're referring to the um, title topic about the lazy people, right? I know you mentioned. Yeah, and I, I know would, you mentioned NWA yeah, and. Yeah, I was just correlating in, in what I heard thus far in the topic. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I had to backtrack a little bit. We had moved on to something else, but I got you now. But um, as as far as that particular topic is concerned, in your assessment. Um, I think it is, I think what you're saying has a lot of truth to it, and um, I never really thought of it that way, that we do enable people to complain and critique people about something that they don't know how to do themselves, or we've created a society of experts, so to speak, who uh, can just sit back and basically not do anything other than tell you what you're doing wrong. Um, so I think you do make a good point, and I, we're definitely going to touch on that in the final thoughts. Um, so, because I think that's a very good point. But uh, let me get, let's see, let me go back to Buck on this, and, and Buck just back to the the guy Duncan really quick. Uh, they got in trouble for the the lyrics. Do you agree with Ray and Amanda that although that he didn't necessarily uh, speak about anything that he's done before that he can be charged with conspiracy because he's basically profiting from rap lyrics that describes a gang-related activity that was criminal. It's a slippery slope. Um, simply because, I mean, you, you do have freedom of speech. And, I mean, it's not like rappers haven't, you know, talked about certain instances before. 
I mean, I think in in all you know, I think in the, other than just rap music, there's other instances where people talk about certain things. Um, we uh, in the air tonight, uh, the song that Phil Collins did was actually a song that he wrote um, about an incident that he saw somebody get killed. Um, he didn't say who the person was. He just said that you know when they asked him about it, they said that you know, he said that he watched somebody get murdered. And that's what the song was about. And I don't see Phil Collins getting, getting any charges. So to me, I mean, <laughs> long as the people, long as the people that were, you know, long as this, you know, long as he doesn't mention the people, he just, you know, he's just talking about a certain incident. I don't see incident. I don't see why he should be getting charged for something that he's writing just to make profit from. I just don't see why he should be brought up on charges. Okay. All right, and let's see. I um, personally feel like if a guy raps about something, um, if it's something that he didn't do, if it's something that's already been solved, then I really don't see the problem with him being able to put it in a song and make some money off of it. There are a lot of there's there's a lot of music that's you know an ode to somebody, you know. Um, and if it's a situation where maybe he gives information on a crime that hasn't been solved yet or something, uh, then if you want to check him out, I get that, or charge him with something so he can reveal more of what he knows, I get that. But if it's just some some gang activity that happened that he happens to know all the details on it because maybe he lives in a neighborhood or maybe you know he has a relative who's in the gang or something who told him about what went down, if the case has been resolved, then let him rap about it. You know, I mean, it's, it's it's almost like this is something that's been conjured up to deter people from rapping about certain things. You know, and I I look at this more of a political ploy than I do someone who actually cares um, that someone's made some money off of something that happened. He could have read it in the paper and, and rapped about what he read in the paper. You know, so I, I don't know. I think this goes a little too far as far as what they're trying to do. This is almost like um, a censorship of free speech. This guy is rapping about something that he has nothing to do with, and regardless of how he obtained the information, it's a solved crime. I, I just don't feel like it's a problem for him to make money off of it. That's just my personal opinion. All right, and I want to get into one more topic before we shut things down. And talk about a, in New York, there is a grandmother, 56 years old, Renee Osby, who has a little girl named, a little grandbaby named Jordan, okay? And Renee Osby went to the Resorts World Casino in South Ozone Park, and um, she got turned around because, you know, of course, kids aren't allowed inside of this casino. However, this, when she came back a few minutes later by herself, without the kid, and went into the casino, security got suspicious because they were wondering what happened to the child. So they walked around the parking lot looking for the kid, and they found the kid in a car. Um, Let's see, probably, I don't know how long the kid had been in the car before they found her. I think they were probably close to 30 minutes to an hour. They found the kid in the car, sitting in the back seat. The car was off, so there was no heat going. And the temperatures were just below freezing. The grandmother had left the child in the car while she was inside gambling. 
because they went and pulled her off one of the slot machines. Uh, she was arrested for acting in a manner injurious to a child, and Jordan was returned to her mother that Saturday afternoon. Ray, you know, you're the enforcer, man. How 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 would you sentence someone after doing something like this? You left a five-year-old in a car by herself with no heat when it's 30 degrees while you go inside and gamble. Well, we're charged with everything under the law. Past, future, and current uh, sentences. So whatever we can put on you, we'll put on you. Because I feel like, you know, if you were trusted to take care of this child, you should have done that. And to go in and gamble, that's just crazy. I agree. And I just just don't understand, you know, where where was the thought process and all that. So that kid could have died, you know, in that car. So I think that she should be charged with child endangerment and even attempted murder. Because the security hadn't found her, she may have gambled for five hours. That's you know, true. Always so I think she should be charged with child endangerment and attempted murder. Miss Boom Boom, what do you think? Yeah, I was catching up, being part of <clears throat> what you said. Uh, so, uh, am I understanding the, wo- the woman went inside, gambled for five hours, and left the child uh, in the car? I mean, it wasn't five hours. I think it was um, close to an hour. But she left the kid outside in a car with no heat, um, and it was I think it was 30 degrees was what I read. And how old was the child, if I may ask you? Five. Either way, that's wrong. She got such a bad uh, – she got, she's up on sound reading. She, she's addicted, you know, even for – I mean, you don't leave your, your baby. Anything under 10 years old to me is a baby. You know, and that's a baby. And my thing is, um, apparently she's desperate for money, but she's also desperate and addicted to whatever it is she's doing. Um, my thing is, yeah, that's that's child neglect. That's willful child neglect. And anything could have happened to that child, you know, anything, other than getting sick and freezing to death. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's just totally unresponsible. She's not responsible enough to do what she needs to do to take care of that child. She needs a job just like anybody else. And my thing is, I ain't going to lie, where's the daddy? If she ain't make that baby by herself, where's the daddy? Okay? If, if, if some family member or somebody should have been able to keep that child if she wanted to go out and do whatever it is she wanted to do. If she couldn't find anybody, then her reason is not sound. She did not need that child. That child's been off with somebody else that cares about a child or, or, and, and that child's life. Straight up, charge her, and, and get her some help, because otherwise that's not going to solve the situation. She possibly could get better and take care of her own child and be, you know, some something useful in society. That, that's my point of view. Mm-hmm. Okay, good stuff. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Amanda, I'll let you chime in, and then we'll move on to final thoughts, and anyone else who wants to add to that can. Um, I think that you know, it's a definitely a sad story. Um, I agree that she definitely needs to be, um, you know, charged with with everything possible because this was not an emergency 
emergency situation where, you know, you, for whatever reason, something came up, you had to go into somewhere where you couldn't bring a child. This was, you know, this was, you just, you wanted to gamble. Okay, if you want to go gamble, then you don't need to be babysitting. That child needs to be with his parents or somebody, a capable adult, and Mm -hmm. you can go do whatever you want to do. But I don't, I don't even understand the thought process of taking the kid to the casino. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. Right, tried to walk so, along with the kid. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's not working. So, And then instead of you saying, oh, I didn't realize, you know, I'm just going to go back to go back home, you try to just leave the kid in the car. And... I think regardless of what the what the weather was outside or what the temperature was, that's a bad idea because no matter how hot it is or how cold it is, a child could still, you know, get out and be kidnapped or be assaulted or be raped or uh, anything. Anything could happen to that kid. But on top of that, it's cold. It's freezing. And you're just, you know, the kid is just in the car. So... I think that you know that was that was just poor thinking. There's there's really no other way of of putting it. Yeah, I think she has a problem. She's making decisions like that. She has a gambling Here's problem the at least. So, all right, but uh, yes, you uh, say before your your final thoughts for me. We're gonna get to those in just a second. Um, this one's on tomorrow's show is the season finale of T2Q, my first ever season finale. I will celebrate the show's fourth birthday, and helping me do that is the man widely considered the best guest ever on T2Q, Mr. J. Mayo. We'll discuss relationships and black history as T2Q wraps up the season and takes a two-week vacation. That's Wednesday, February 18th at 10 p.m. Eastern on the T2Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Brought to you by BukuNow.com. All right, we'll get into our final thoughts, and um, go ahead, other Q. All right, very quickly, January 30th, Seth, uh, I really don't believe that ladies will ever be equally charged. I know that sounds biased, but I'm going to prove it by saying this. On January 30th, Seth Jackson got the highest uh, sentence for anybody who ever left a kid in the car, 36 months. He left a kid in the sweltering heat and that's understandable. While on January 31st, uh, a lady left her kids in a cold car and was given a $22,000 bond. It's kind of like uh, when the person, uh, when the girl slapped the guy on the train wearing the eight ball jacket and he hit her back. The authorities arrested him and her, let her go within 24 hours, and held him for three, four days, even though he was the victim. I know it's yeah. biased what I'm saying, but ladies just don't typically are not held accountable for these type of things, period. And that's why it's hard for anybody to come up with anybody who's a female who's actually really done any time for doing it. Only the guys have. Okay. I agree with that, and we're probably going to see another example of that once um this situation with Ray J kind of irons itself out, which it doesn't help that he went and bailed her out and retained her attorney. But, uh, you know, Ray J's woman beat him down, broke his ribs, tore his ACL, and, you know, we'll see what happens. 
but I, I haven't heard any Jake type McKeon. of uh, I haven't heard any type of uh, domestic abuse, abuse rallies or anything going on for Ray J. But then again, it is Ray J. So, you know, well, 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 I will say Jason Kidd and uh, the the daughter that was on um, um, Damon Wayne's show uh, beat mm-hmm. her husband up too. So quite a few dudes get get whooped on the regular, and uh, nothing happens. Okay. All right. I appreciate you chiming in on this other cue. And Amy? I missed the first part of the show, so um, I don't really know, you know, what to say about, you know, any of it. But um, about the uh, about the woman that left her, their, her grandkid in the car, you know, back in the day when I was working at the clubs, both my daughters had been in several of the different clubs that I worked at, you know, through the years. Um, had to go in there with me, whether it was to pick up my check or had to run an errand by there or something. Quick 10 minutes in and out. They were in no kind of harm's way. No foul, no harm. I went and did what I had to do, you know, and left. That's a situation where you have your kids with you and you have to go in a facility that, you know, normally doesn't allow kids, but, you know, it's something you have to do. This woman didn't have to take her kid to a casino. She should have had better sense to 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 go even go to the casino. I mean, anybody knows you can't take a kid to a casino. You're going there to gamble. You're not going there to pick up your check like I was. You're going in there to hang out and gamble. She should have known better. But this is where my feminism goes. It gets left in the car, literally, because these women that are leaving these kids in these cars, hot cars, cold cars, and these kids are dying and stuff. I, I just, I, I have no use for a woman to do anything like that. And I think they need to be charged with everything they can be charged with, and they need to sit their ass in prison and think about what the hell they did because there is no excuse for what they did. About the guy with the the rap lyrics, you know, um, rap music again is about things that, that that you know these guys and girls have all experienced. And you know, you were talking about um, like if they were rapping about a, a crime or something that was unsolved. How many people are still singing about Tupac and Biggie's murders? Lock Jay-Z's ass up, because he's still fucking singing about Tupac getting murdered. And he's been one that was accused of doing it. So, I mean, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. You know, everybody been out of shape about Eminem and what he said about Iggy. I listened to the song over and over and over, and he was not insinuating about raping her. Everybody thought he was, but that's not what he meant. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I mean, that was in my opinion. You know, in my opinion, I didn't think 
that he was um, talking about raping Iggy. That was not what he he his intentions meant. What 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 his message, the intention of his message was rape. No. But anyway, uh, good to talk to everybody tonight and hear from everybody tonight. And everybody stay warm. We'll definitely try. We'll appreciate it. And, okay, let's see. Ray, I go with you. Yeah, this show tonight, interesting topic. Um, I think uh, to deal with the people being lazy in America is because lazy people have taken over. You know, you can be lazy on the job and you get more respect than the guy that does a hard working job. Uh-huh. You know, does a good job. You know, the people that are getting over are the ones that are getting promoted, getting the money, getting the raises, getting time off, getting, you know, all kinds of perks. So, you know, it, it's, it's one of the things that, People now look at other people do, and they try to be successful doing it. But I think that, you know, as adults, I think, you know, good examples have to be set for the youth as far as just doing something. Don't just sit around and and try to wait for people to hand you something or try to get over all the time. Everybody wants to get over once in a while, but not all the time. As far as, you know, the the grandmother leaving the child in the car, to me, that's unacceptable. I mean, as a parent, you're supposed to be raised your kids how to raise their kids properly. Then you go out and you do something like this. It just uh, makes all grandmothers around the world look bad. And to me, as a child, they they should know their parents. And to me, this lady was not responsible before that day. So she should have been left with the kid in the first place. So, you know, I I think that she should be charged with everything they can charge her with. As far as um, what was the last topic, the rap lyrics, I think we we really got the, the situation a little twisted there. We're not talking about telling stories. We're not talking about a person just saying something vulgar, that's totally different. And mm-hmm. so I, you know, I can say, you know, I want to take Beyonce and do this and that. That's not a crime. We're talking about, you know, something happens, somebody gets shot or something, and I say, you know, this is, I throw out a gang name and say, you know, this or that. So I represented that. That's totally different. That's just saying, all right, well, we got you now, what's up, or whatever. That's a crime. You can't do that. It's one thing to say, okay, this is what you know, or this is what you report, or or whatever the case was. Somebody got hit at a party or whatever, that's one thing. But when you have firsthand knowledge First of all, you can't say that on a record without having affiliation with some of these people in the first place because they're going to come see you for it. So that's we really need to hear the song to even break it down 
that would be a good thing if you can even have a song one day and we listen to it and then I'll break every segment down and explain what the situation is. Without okay, I have to try to listen for it. Yeah. So, but other than that, you know, it's a good show. Good to hear our cousin Q on. You know, he has some very interesting points. And I, I agree. You know, we won't see what's going to happen to our Ray J's abuser and, you know, where are all these people at now? See, they got the game to the point now that it's not about domestic abuse. It's about stopping guys from doing anything. If you accuse, we're going to put your name in the paper. We're not going to say what her name is, but we're going to put your name in there. So, you know, that kind of stuff needs to stop. If a, a person took a beating like that, she should be locked up. Bill should be $10,000. He was a dude that had been a half million dollars. You know, so, you know, it, it, it's a bad situation, but a great show, and look forward to uh, tomorrow's show before your season finale. Okay. Thanks, Ray. I appreciate all that good stuff. And Miss Boom Boom? Yes, ma'am, I can hear you. Okay, I just want to make sure. I didn't want to talk and then I feel like I'm on mute. Uh, Final comments, right? Yes, ma'am. Well, uh, I'll this uh, guy, this rap artist. I think he has the right to rap whatever he wants. However, a bit of caution and wisdom is needed because, honestly, you rap about an actual crime that actually was committed and you're specific in it enough and like the guy said, somebody will come see you. So you reap what you sow. You need to be wise about what you're rapping about. Then the other thing, yeah, you do have the freedom to rap whatever you want. But just remember, you know, if somebody specific is in there and you actually name in there, you are doing two things that I believe is stupid. One, your accessory for witnessing and not reported, but if you're going to say you reported in the song, no, that don't cut it. The other thing is uh, the person that, you know, that you did, that, that, that did whatever it is you say they did, you think they're going to show up, <laughs> you know, and just let you get away with that? I mean, I'm like this. There's something you keep your mouth shut about and take it to the grave, Okay. <laughs> And that, uh-huh. I mean, that's a such thing. You know, you've heard of a poetic license. You can say things, anything you want, any way you want, as long uh-huh. as you know you're not uh, hurting somebody's life, liberty, or pursuit of happiness. Trust me, you're hurting somebody's life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness when you do stuff like that. So I mean, we, we got to watch what we say. Because the thing is, to get something like get your hand in the cookie jar, you don't want nobody to report that. You know. Um. Um. I guess uh, I was trying to think about what the other thing I wanted to say, and uh, can't believe somebody's equation that I am is running out of words. But uh, I, I want to tell you, uh, I'm proud of what you're doing. I, I admire it, and uh, I hope that uh, your show will continue. Much blessings and uh, grace and mercy upon you. And I, I'm hoping everybody's having a good Black History Month. And uh, you say the last uh, show is tomorrow, right? Yeah, the season for now is tomorrow, then I'm taking a couple of weeks off, and I'll be back on March the 10th. All right, let's see. 
we'll see. Uh, I want us. I want you to show up and blow up. <laughs> well, I appreciate <laughs> the kind words. Word. All right. Hey, I'll holler back to everybody. I, I'm, I'm gonna get off so everybody can uh, you can sign off. All right. Thank you very much, Miss Boom Boom. Always glad to have you oh. on. Yes, sir. And Buck, go ahead, man. But new, new okay. you know, Amanda's killing herself laughing over there. <laughs> I couldn't get it off mute. <laughs> but um, you know, you have to be, you know, you have to just have to. Hello. Hold on, just one second. It do put me My on hold. Let's follow style. Okay. Go ahead. My phone's cutting out. I'm having some technical difficulties. Please stand by. I can hear you fine. I know, but it's like I'm getting some sort of feedback or something. It keeps breaking up on my end. Let me come back to you then while you work that out, and let me go with Amanda. Great show tonight, Q. Um Thank you. I feel like uh I feel like, you know, a lot of times people want to blame technology and I get that, but you have to look at you know, we always talk about the things we didn't have when we were coming up, but we still had so much more than our parents and grandparents and it, it's just going to forever progress to be that way. So, I don't think it's so much the advances in technology per se. I think it's more so of just people Losing the uh, just just not wanting to do the stuff that they have to do, you know. Um, people will say, "Oh, well, you know, we didn't have cell phones and we didn't have this and that." Well, you know, your parents didn't have you know remote controls for the TV and for the radio, or they didn't have um, wash. You know, grand my grandmother had to wash clothes by hand at the creek and stuff like that. So you know, it's it's always going to be where technology is advancing. So I think that we just have to do our part and make sure that the next generation appreciate the um, the things that have come to them so that, you know, and then the things that where they, you know, just, just making them be responsible is more or less, you know, what I, what I think it comes down to. But um, as far as everything else, I think everybody pretty much touched on everything. I don't really have anything else to add, but I hope everybody has a great night. Okay. Thank you very much, Mel. And, Buck, you good to go? Yeah, I think I got it situated now. Um, I think we as individuals have to kind of look at uh, look at ourselves. And, you know, we have kids and things of that nature. We, you have to make sure that they know what they're supposed to be, supposed to be doing. We've got to teach them the responsibilities, so, therefore, they won't be lazy. Um, but, you know, it really starts with us. You know, we got to make sure we're doing the right things, too, and lead by example. You know, if we don't want lazy kids, then we don't need to be lazy either. Um, I think, you know, we have to kind of look at ourselves in the mirror and making sure we're setting a good example for them. So, therefore, you know, they don't grow up to be, you know, be lazy and, and just not do anything at all. Um, I think everybody kind of touched on it, touched on it the way it's supposed to be. And, you know, hopefully you know, people can, uh, they're listening 
can uh, take things that were said tonight and apply to their daily lives or change some of the things that they're doing. So, therefore, you know, things can be, the shift can can, can be righted, so to speak. But hopefully everybody can stay warm these next few days with uh, all this excellent cold weather. And everybody have a good night. Thank you very much, sir. I greatly appreciate that. And my thanks to the official sponsor, Buku Now, uh, for being the official sponsor of the show last week, this week. BukuNow.com, B-U-K-U, Now.com. My secondary sponsors in PQQActive.com and ShadowClans.com. I want to thank my show legends, callers, tweet chatters, and anyone who participated, anyone else who participated in tonight's show. If you want to get more of these great topics off the air, then join my exclusive Facebook group. Just search for T2Q on Facebook and ask for an invite because the group is private, so it's invitation only. Get a heavy dose of the show topics every day in the T2Q group on Facebook. You can also email your comments to me at talktoqnow at gmail.com, and I'll read them on the air. You can request to be a guest at that email address as well. When all else fails, Google T2Q. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Peace out. I will talk to you tomorrow during the season finale with J Mayo. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Call it, go ahead. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you want to be my blog lover. My name is Quincy. The Talk to Q Radio Show. But I do believe that the love for money and power most of the time outweighs their love for women. And this is my show. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying too. I think I just have doing a lot of shows with this. this thing too good. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Is that it?